Take 95. <laughs> I am Alex, and I'm super. And I'm Dr. Kevin, and I'm the natural. <laughs> His voice and I am Pastor Rob, and I'm still a junkie. And we are the Supernatural Junkies. junkies. That yeah, wasn't bad. That's that was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. This is Alex. We have another exciting episode today. We have. We don't have any. Dr. We don't have three junkies today. Shh. They don't know that yet. That's okay because we have somebody extra special in place of Rob. Not that Rob's not extra special. He is. He's just not here today. He's a different kind of special. That's right. But today we have Pastor Daniel Bernard. Kevin, tell us about. Well, of course, I've known about Daniel for a long time, and we were really excited to run yes. into each other the other day. And uh, he is uh, one of the guys who uh, started Tampa, um, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, and they helped to pull off all kinds of events in Tampa and to try and get churches to work together. Um, he also has the Fight.Live, which is uh, Zoom meetings where they are having special guests and doing prayer. And uh, he's also the author, uh, I'm sorry, uh, produced a movie called The Favorite, and his son and his family are really the, the whole miracle that happened in their family, and uh, they're using that for God's glory, and uh, we watched it last night with my yes, boys, and so uh, it was so good, so we'll get a chance to talk about that. He uh, also has a project that's really helping people to develop their testimonies, and of course, we have a lot of connections with stuff like that. Uh, he's also the uh, author of The Church at Its Best, and uh, so what do you say he's got six books is that what you said yeah six mm-hmm. he's, he's busy. he only gave me two right <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of them was by his wife he's a good man <laughs> right, right it means he's gonna have to come on here a few more times to get the others that's right, right. each one each one each one he's so, busy and of course as you know folks we're we're gonna try and ask him some questions that are you know maybe off the books here off the books off the rails find out what the church should be talking about in these times we live in. So uh, welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Great to be on. Tell us about uh, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay. Uh, I've known about it for years. And uh, how long have you been doing it, by the way? Uh, Next year will be 25 years. Wow. Yeah, that's... How old are we now? (laughs) 26. So started when we were one one year. One more year than... (laughs) (laughs) So what exactly, Let's for people that don't know, what is Somebody Cares Tampa Bay? What is it that you guys do? Well, our mission statement would be uh, we're unifying and equipping the body of Christ as a caring community to transform Tampa Bay. So uh, trying to bring pastors together, ministry leaders together, and as... um, Someone would say it's like herding cats, you know. So yes, and uh, so we're. Uh, what happened was, you know, kind of give you a little bit of background. I was born and raised here in the Tampa Bay area, born right there in Clearwater, Florida, Morton Plan Hospital, and um, then of course I got saved later on in life, and uh, I went off to the mission field, and uh, uh, you know, of course uh, we were in Nigeria, West Africa, where we have uh, thirteen churches among the unreached Ijo people. And uh, wait, what is what is that? I'm not familiar with that. Ejo, the Ejo people. Yeah. It's just it's an unreached people group. Okay. So in other words, um, we're planting churches where there is no church. Oh wow. Okay. So to help you. You guys do that a lot, right? You <laughs> you go to Nigeria yeah. to do mission mm-hmm. trips a lot. Lord willing, I'll be going back in January. And so uh, you know, invested. I just um, you know, disciple and invested in nine men who turned around and then went out and planted these churches. You know, we wow. had an initial church and. I gave them a vision of 
even from a third world country, reaching you know unreached peoples, and uh, so they it's been you know powerful move, and we're very excited about that, and so yeah, so we came back from that because Nigeria is a very difficult place. Yes, a lot of corruption, and I guess one of the things I have to say is that which greatly saddens me is to see that the type of corruption that's in Nigeria is now, of course, we see it you know full full-blown in the United States of America, which is very sad. Never thought I'd see that day. But anyway, digress. So, you know, uh, you know, we had been away. So after the Nigeria, you know, trips, we were there, you know, on and off for six years, came back and we just began to seek the Lord. You know, what what is it that you'd have us to do? So I was literally at a church. I was supposed to share, you know, a testimony about Nigeria. And I was waiting there and the Lord um, spoke to me and said, like, look up what the you know the name ehud what that name ehud means now ehud is the the judge the left-handed guy who if you remember you know he was the one that slayed the the king the fat king right mm -hmm. remember and said his, his yeah. he was so fat that the that his fat oh. you know, swallowed up the blade if you remember yeah. that so that yeah. that one yeah so so uh but the, I, so my wife had one of those bibles which actually gives the the english meaning of the hebrew name you know and so Ehud literally means uh, union. So then it felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, unity or union was a deliverer for the city of Jericho, you know, and unity is the deliverer for your city. So I had to think at that time, as we were living in Texas, I said, well, what's my city? And I, the, only, the only city that I had a burden for at that time uh, was that was Clearwater, Florida, my hometown, right? Hmm. And... Uh, and so, but with that, uh, you know, with that word, you know, I got excited, literally, I was, we were leaving the next day. That was a Sunday. We're leaving the next day to go back to Texas. But I felt like it was so strongly that it was a word from God that I started calling churches that afternoon, wow. telling them what the Lord has told me. Now, I knew nobody, you know, as far as the church world in Tampa Bay, I knew nobody. And so I'm just, so anyway, what happened was this one uh, pastor who was with the uh, the Lion of Judy Church, so a charismatic church and so forth? She would at least would listen <laughs> to, to to my story. So when I shared that with her, she said, "Would you come and share that message?" So I went that that night, shared the message. They recorded it, and then they began to share it with pastors, you know. And so we went home, and we put a for sale sign, you know. We only, you know, we we're uh, we owned a old. Uh, three bedroom, two bath, mobile home, uh, and, some, and so we went back, put a for sale sign on that, uh, and uh, and and we was it down by a river? <laughs> Stop it! Stop. In fact, it was. We had, <laughs> we, we, had, uh, we had a small stream that went through the property there. That uh, uh, so you know Kevin Farley, Farley there, right? so, but uh, anyway, we were we were down there. Uh, so we, we, you know, it sold right away. We moved and it's a pretty interesting thing is that, uh, so I was living with my sister, you know, we pulled in our U-Haul, didn't have any, didn't have any money, didn't have anything. And, uh, uh, so a pastor who had, who had just had his eighth child had outgrown the church parsonage and heard about our situation. He called and said, Hey, listen, you know, uh, we're moving out because obviously we got too many kids and we'll make our parsonage available to you. You just have to pay the utilities. Wow. And I said, done. 
So that's how we started. Somebody cares, Tampa Bay. Totally. That's the way I've done everything. Just, you know, God said, my, I remember, I'll never forget my brother who wasn't saved at the time. He's now, now he knows the Lord, but he, he said, you got, we have a total of six kids, but at that time we had five kids. And he said, you got five kids. You got no real money coming in. And you know, wh what are you going to do? Do you have a plan B? I said, no, I don't have a plan B. If God, if God said, God, God will, if God truly said, then God will provide. Yeah. And I said, that was it. And so we began to, I just picked up the phone, start going through the phone book and start calling churches and casting a vision of what we could do together rather than apart. So and that was it. You yeah. I, I got chills down my spine because, you know, there's, there's few moments in your life, you know, and, uh, you know, I'd love to say I've seen visions and heard voices from heaven, but somehow you just seem to know when God says something to you. So, yeah. Well, to uh, move, you know, with such confidence in, in saying, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't know, but, you know, he'll make a way. And to move with such confidence and boldly go into that like that, that's pretty amazing. Because, you know, we, we all say that we want to do that, but the reality is, is how many of us really move that way? Right. And so to hear that is an amazing story. And it, it just speaks to, you know, how much faith you have and that Christ is really moving in your life. Yeah. You know? And I, I have the feeling that in this podcast, the people that are listening, just like, you know, this is all new for us. You know, we're we're just doing everything where we just feel God is moving and we're seeing things happen. And I think there's people here today that that are going to be listening to know God is talking to you. And uh, here's he's telling you, hey, there, you get to join a pretty good club here. <laughs> we just follow Jesus. Amen. So what are some of your biggest successes you think you've had you know, since you started uh, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay? Well, um, you know, there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, so kind of to continue the story is that so um, we, someone gave us some rental office space and we, you know, begin to operate out of that and, was uh, it down by a river? Oh, stop. Uh, it was not. Oh. <laughs> so, I was thwarted. <laughs> so, so, it, so anyway, so the vision that we had, and so uh, we showed up, we started working, started reaching out to pastors, and then the pastors from both sides of the bay, they created this covenant of unity, how we're going to behave towards one another. And this covenant now has gone all over the country. It's been signed off on by pastors in India and other countries and so forth. Um, and just basically how we're going to start, start walking together, behave towards one another. And, uh, what does it really mean to walk in unity? You know? So, um, so we, 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 so we had formed this and then we were going to, uh, have an official signing. So happened to be that one of the people from a uh, Christian television network was in one of our meetings and he said, you know what? I want to see if they all open up the studios and we can bring the pastors together and we'll do the signing there. And so we, we, they said yes to that. So we had 126 pastors come together at Channel 22 Studios. We did a live broadcast of the signing of the Covenant of Unity. Wow. And it was so, so powerful. And people from all over just going like, oh, this is what, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we want to see the churches start to do and so forth. So I, you know, to say that is to say that, you know, the body of Christ as a whole really wants to see the, the, the church come together. Yes. Of course. And, and of course, then that mean not, you know, coming together at the cross of Christ. Amen. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean just come together around first for unity's sake, but unity with a purpose. And so, I mean, they aired that thing five times. Yeah. There was wow. so much demand for it. They aired it five times. 
and uh, and so it was it was powerful so you know so that unity started happening and then at that at that meeting there where we officially became somebody cares tampa bay before then our name was the bride of christ at the bay of the holy spirit hmm. <laughs> preparing the preparing the bride before the bridegroom comes you know and uh, that was a mouthful that it was so, so and, and because <laughs> of that the pastor said please we love what's going on but can we please change the name so, so. well and, and i love that old title because it talked about the fact that tampa bay used to be known as the bay of the holy spirit yes. and then they changed that name right yeah right and now exactly. it's become a bay of piracy the yeah. spirit of piracy right? well and let me tell you something is that i was i was in i was in the the uh, the mayor's office in st pete rick baker and rick baker had a book that he had put together about the history of the tampa bay area and in that he shared that the original discoverer of Tampa Bay named it the Bay of the Cross. Wow. And then after that, another, you know. I did not know that. And then another uh, discoverer came and he renamed it the Bay of the Holy Spirit. And I, from that, I said, that's prophetic. Yes. Because I was, I, I, as I was sharing this story with the pastor, I said, pastors, do you understand that in order for us to really move into the redemptive purposes of that name, the Bay of the Holy Spirit, what it's saying is that we first must come to the cross. Yes. That's the only way that we can see then the work of the Holy Spirit really happen. And I said, we can believe God. And this was my mantra is that the Holy Spirit, he birthed, he gave us a second birth, right? Mm -hmm. He birthed the church on the day of Pentecost. And what he wants to do in, the, in Tampa Bay, in the Bay of the Holy Spirit, he wants to birth a move of God that's going to go out to the nations, you know? And so... That's that's been my been my message and so forth that we've been sharing, you know, since well even before day one when we started. That's amazing. So we we so with that, one of the things that we did now again, I just showed up. I got no money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got five kids, and uh, no no place to call my own. Wow. And so I'm I get up and I cast this vision. I said, what if in Tampa Bay, you know, we you drive into Tampa Bay and you'd see billboards, you know, and it would say. Your answered prayer, need prayer. Then you'd have, uh, then you have uh, yard signs in, you know, in neighborhoods. You'd have banners on churches. You'd have door hangers. So everybody knows that all that stuff's going to cost money. Right. And people are looking at me. I got five kids. Got you know, basically no place to live and so forth. How's all this going to happen? And uh, but it all happened. Every bit of it. We had twenty billboards given to us. How? I had a, I had a. Uh, one of the things that we did when we first I gathered the intercessors together, one of the intercessors' husband was an attorney for Clear Channel. He told them, and uh, that uh, he he told them about you know this move, and they said, well, it's kind of too religious. And I told them though, when it says your answered prayer need prayer, and gave them an eight hundred number to call, but that eight hundred number was tied to all these compassion ministries that would give out basic needs to meet basic needs of people. And they said, well, based on that, we can give you some free, you know, billboards. So we had 20 billboards across Tampa Bay wow. saying the year of answered prayer, need prayer, call this number. Wow. And so, and so that's how that was just part of the whole thing that how it happened. I won't go into all the details because it's, uh, uh, you know, but, but basically everything that I said, we had 250,000, you know, door hangers and all these kind of things. And guess what? It didn't cost the church in Tampa Bay a dime. Wow. And so it was just run wow. and gun and do this. And, and so that's when we began to get churches to actually adopt uh, squared 
geographical areas. We call them your prayer squares. So they would adopt these square geographical areas and they begin to mobilize their people to pray over those areas. Mm -hmm. And so that we had about 70% of the population of Tampa Bay being covered through prayer, through these prayer squares. Now, when the Billy Graham crusade came mm -hmm. in, then in 1998, this is how far back it was, they weren't willing to touch us because we were just like independent, fledgling ministry in their eyes, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, but it happened that the crusade was going to happen in, in October. Now it was, it was like June and they couldn't get all the pastors or significant enough pastors to come together. They knew I had pastors meetings across Tampa Bay and they said, Hey, would you be willing, you know, to make your, your pastors meetings, Billy, Billy Graham pastors meeting? I said, sure. But in order to do that, I said, it's going to be the somebody cares slash Billy Graham crusade. I said, and that's how nice. we're going to build it. Now they never do that. They never just put a ministry and an A logo together with their right. deal, right? Right. But I said, well, because you're going to blow in and blow out. These people need to know that these meetings were here before Billy Graham and they're going to be here after. Right. And so they agreed to it, believe it or not. Wow. wow. And so, so some of the meetings that we had then were then seen the somebody cares, Billy Graham pastors meetings. And then we, what we did because we had this, uh, the whole wow. prayer grid, then the Billy Graham used somebody cares again. We were on the building of the reaching one million in one day, mm. and so because we wow. then, so because of all that, all the Billy Graham literature that we were, were distributed to all the churches had adopted geographical prayer squares. Wow! And so it was easy. They are already walking and praying. Yeah. And so now just. As they walk and pray, oh. now let's go back to that same neighborhood, that same squared area, and now give out the Billy Graham Crusade literature. Right. So we literally had the ability in this uh, three-county area to, you know, touch one million in one day. Wow. wow. I, I still think we should have a billboard up when you come into Tampa Bay where it calls it the Bay of the Cross or the Bay of the Holy Spirit. It says you are now entering the Bay of the Holy Spirit. Prayers get answered here. And then when they leave, there should be a sign that says you are now leaving the Bay of the Holy Spirit. Your prayer may not be answered. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> so they know. Like, turn back. Turn back. So Daniel was totally in on the, the one coming in. Oh, I lost him. Yeah. You had to keep talking. Shoot. Yeah, well, so that's anyway, that gave you the genesis of somebody cares. You know, yeah. And you know, and that's amazing. If you think about it, folks, you know, there's you know, there's lots of ways to look at, you know, what's going on in the world, but I'm already telling you there's lots of people that are in your area, wherever you live, that are trying to affect your area and and unity is going to be an issue. So, if you're a pastor, if you're a person, you know, gather together. Find people that are like-minded because we yeah. need to stick together. And it will not happen exactly like Daniel said. It's not going to happen if we can't come together on some things. So it's amazing to see, you know, this, 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 I, I can't wait to hear. So you, you know what her next question was? No, I still, but no, I the still want to put up. Unity. Yeah, I do. But I still want to put up a, a sign that says, bring back the Bay of the Holy Spirit. I, I think that should be somewhere up in Tampa Bay because that's amazing. Let's I didn't it, know that because that's amazing. Um, people need to know Daniel's that. In. But is. I do think that one of the reasons that I think, you know, because I'm not from here and so coming here and that, um, that I feel like one of the reasons like Tampa and Florida in general is so rebellious, but now to find this out about Tampa, I, I always say that the principalities that rule over this area they just must not be that strong because probably because we're the bay, right, of the Holy Spirit. Right. Something's going on here, right? There's something, you know, uh, we're being watched over. 
So that principality sucks to be them. Yep. But <laughs> good for us, bad for them. But anyway, um, yeah, I wanted to ask about the unity, the covenant of unity. How many denominations uh, are involved in that? Because it can be difficult getting all the different denominations together. Yeah, it, well, it didn't happen on a denominational basis, just on individual churches. Okay. And then right. we, we did it for several years. So we ended up having about, and of course, realize that you know, out of, you know, there's like around 4,000 total churches in the greater Tampa Bay area. Right. And so we only had about 300 and plus signed the covenant of unity. Right. So small number, less than 10%. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that, you know, um, you, you might've called that the, um, the remnant or what have you uh, of, of churches. But basically, even with that small amount of, in, in, in respect to the total amount of churches it has a major major impact you know and because uh, obviously just one plus jesus is a majority right right yeah. so you know when we have even that much unity it does make a big difference in uh you know as we come together if, if two can well two bring, or more gathered to, right what, yeah. do, what happens when thousands are gathered and, and two can bring uh, to send wow. ten thousand to flight so there you go yeah you know we just realize that um you know, we come together in agreement of the things of God, and then uh, things, th- really good things will happen. Kenneth Scott Latteret, in his uh, history of the church, uh, he noted, he, he said in the intro, he said, you know, it's, it's always been 2% of the committed whole that has changed society. Right. And guess what? Guess how much the homosexual, LG, whatever, Q, XYZ community makeup. Sorry, I don't mean to do it. 1%? But Less two two percent is it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And look how much they've impacted everything. It's everything. Yeah, it's everything. You know, right? So yep. that gives you an example in in a bad way, right? But but obviously in a good way, how much we as a church uh, can make that same impact, obviously. Well, I think that this you know this is neither here nor there. But I was thinking about this today. I feel like this move toward the. Um, and I don't know all the initials because there's they keep adding to it. So yeah, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. No, no, I, I know I, we don't know the initials, and certainly like you know, with all the love in my heart. But I feel like because there's going to be so many fertility problems coming down the line to where people aren't going to be having children if this vaccine stuff continues. I feel like some of this push to that way to where everyone to move towards that is intentional, right? Sure. Because you're going to be so bored, right? You're sure. not going to have children, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You might as well, you know. Well, you I can see, know. you know, with everything we're fighting, we're we're really fighting a spirit of poverty. You know, when pastors feel threatened by the church across the street, my question is, how can you, as a Christian, become so profitable and so blessed, and it doesn't bother you that the neighbor across the street or the church across the street is living in poverty? If if we're really part of the kingdom and we want the kingdom of God to to blow up here in in Tampa Bay area and around the world, we have to have that unity. Right, right? but that's a bigger question because then it you're is. talking about people like the Joel Olsteins who sit there and, and come out and and um, the people that come out and do the name it claim it, you know, right. money, money, money. You know, those. Well, I'm not type talking of, about that. I know, I'm talking but that's, about that is what you're fighting up against for some of that, right? Like they're not profitable because they're not claiming it in the name of the Lord. Sure. Right. There's all kinds people of that, reasons. No, why like they're... that's a very limited type of Christianity. Right. You know how many Christians read their Bible? How many right. Christians, right, are <laughs> truly? You know, it's this big spectrum of Christianity, is what I'm saying. Right. So. 
But if, if people really had that abundance, I mean, that's the truth. When God gives you abundance, you really are looking for, how can I share this, right? Because right. this is right. this is amazing. And I think that that speaks to that that poverty that we run into. And, and, you know, pastors that I know, you know, they have people coming to them all day long and they, it's gimme, 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 you know, and they, they're burned out. They're, you know, they're yeah. down on their resources. Do you see what I'm saying? And so we, we need this kingdom. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ to really, you know, to stem that tide. So um, I guess my next question for you, Daniel, would be um, what are some of the low spots or what are some of the barriers you've had to, to trying to get pastors together and uh, get communities together over and have unity about certain things? Yeah, well, I guess I didn't, didn't answer the first part enough, but I mean, you can go see, which is big, long stories in and of themselves, but you know, in a year and a half of being in existence, we were filling a stadium. Wow. We were feeling wow. it's called Raise the Roof. Right. And it was a evangelistic concert in conjunction with a, a Tampa Rays game. And uh, so that we have to <laughs> it, it was just just amazing. They they ended up calling me. Right. And asking me if I'd like to do a Christian event with in, in conjunction with the game. And I'd never done anything like that in my wow. life, but I said yes. <laughs> of course, a person will. Yeah. Right. No problem. I know exactly what to do. <laughs> it's, and, uh, I'm telling you, God put it together. And check this out: we had Rebecca St. James, the W's. Right. Remember that band, yep. swing band, and the Veggie Tales. Right. Oh. And oh my we had over sixteen thousand people show up. Wow. So it was it was fun. Uh, and then, so we did that raise the roof event for several years. Next year was Michael W. Smith, so forth. So everybody thought, wow. you know, so we went from this prayer movement now That's to this crazy. oh they do these big events in these stadiums and i'm like we're none of that you know right. we're just like you know the pastors prayed that we would be able to you know share with the at-large tampa area the gospel and i said well if we're bringing and believing for a big harvest we have to have a big barn it's true and so god gave us a big barn in tropicana field you yeah. know forty thousand people <laughs> oh, wow. right so wow. so we gave at that point in time well it still stands today it was the second largest crowd in their history combined with their baseball game Wow. So the second, because the year after that, we had over 17,000 people. Wow. So that was just one of the things. Now we do something called CareFest, where, you know, we go alongside of the, the, the city managers, code enforcement, and we ask them to give us just the people who are elderly, disabled, who cannot fix their homes, but continually get fined or whatever for city code violations. And so they started to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I said, I told, this is at that time I told Dick Greco, I said, if you do that, we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to mobilize the church. Now, again, I, I have never done this. I didn't have any budget or anything. I just knew it was something we should do to make ourselves relevant to the, you know, to this, to our cities. And so sure enough, so they gave us you know, people who were in violation of city code. We, and we mobilized the churches to go out and to refurbish the homes of the elderly and disabled. And so now we've been doing that for over 20 years. Wow. And uh, so even in the COVID year, this past year, we did 100 homes all in one day. Wow. All in wow. one day. And that's a low number for us. Hmm. Just to let you know. So it's, it's huge. Wow. You know, and uh, someone said it's the best kept secret in Tampa Bay. And so, but that's the kind of stuff. Then that's what's really meaningful. That's when the church is going out and being relevant, you know, doing, being like Jesus, right? Right. And, uh, and then as we have the opportunity, I'll tell, you know, we share with people is listen, give them the total makeover and that gives you an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with them. And so, um, so that has been going on and we continue to do that. And you've been doing that CareFest how long now? Oh, this will be the 21st year, I think. Wow. So 
is it just during certain times of the year or do you do that well, all year long? It, all year round we have projects that churches can adopt and do a love on people and so forth. And, uh, and then, but we have a big day called Care Fest Day. It's always the last Saturday of September. And uh, you can go to our website and go check that out. It's, it has its own website, by the way, carefestusa.com. Mm. And then we have, uh, of course, on our Somebody Cares, sctb.org. Yeah, we were And so uh, you can go and check that out. But uh, you'll see CareFest there. You'll see a bunch of testimonies and what have you. But, you know, when you start engaging at a place, you, you come to a place of service, you know, and then all of a sudden things open up. You know, we had uh, the group over in Pasco County. They went ahead and, uh, you know, they, they painted the gym. Hmm. of this uh, of this um, middle school they painted the gym did a bunch of landscaping and so forth and after that guess what that principal when it, when they had some kids who wanted to start a, a bible club mm-hmm. in the school but they needed a sponsor he called somebody cares pasco ah. and, wow and said hey they need a sponsor would you be the sponsor hmm. and then the principal said hey i know you do a back to school outreach together he said, "Would uh, he said I, I, you know, I would like for you guys literally to do that on our property. Hmm. So hmm. things like that happen, you know, yeah. when we when we come with an attitude of of serving, you know what I mean. Then all of a sudden we get respect and um, and and things open up. All of a sudden the whole church and state stuff uh, starts was, to blur. Yeah, it starts to go away because you know, listen, these guys know that they don't have the answers, right? You know, both in their schools and everywhere." And we've got the answer. We just need to go with a humble servant attitude. Right. And, and that's going to open up the door. Just doors. like Jesus. That's yeah. what Jesus did. That is, that's why we're hmm. here, to serve like Jesus. And that, that's being as much like Jesus as you can be here, right? Is to serve others in need. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can really awesome. see how, you know, when God called you to this and he gave you this unity idea, you can really see how it's really built from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it goes on from to backpacks to, you know, food trucks. Right. We, we you know. Yeah, every uh, year they do a program where they take back, they give backpacks, mm-hmm. right, to the school, to the school system, to the school children that need it, um, to the school children that need it. Obviously, I need some <laughs> grammar <laughs> lessons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, they give like backpacks and stuff. But, um, <laughs> I'm just glad wow. she, may, she she's the one who hardly ever does it. So I'm enjoying this <laughs> no, right now. No, I do now. it all the time. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I do it all the time. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know what? So, you know, we figure a way to, to help that. And then, um, you know, one of the things that Dick Greco came and said, you know, we need more food. And so we had a relationship with Operation Blessing, mm-hmm. you know, which was at that point, you know, part of the 700 Club. Uh, and, uh, and so we started bringing in food trucks, 18 right. wheelers. And now we've been responsible for putting in six different locations all across Tampa. No one knows about this, but we brought them in in six different locations where they continue to run even today. Now it's seven because we do one down in Hardy County. Seven different locations all throughout Tampa Bay. Every month they get an 18-wheeler with 30,000, 40,000 pounds of food. Wow. Every month. And uh, and that happened because of, you know, we launched it. We gathered the churches together, and they they come together. Amazing. They get the food. We develop a system mm-hmm. where you didn't even need a warehouse. So we bring in the food. We we br- take the pallets off the truck. We repalletize it so everybody's getting basically the same thing. The churches come, they pick up the pallets, they go, and they meet the needs of their constituents. Yeah. So it's really interesting, you know, that some things are easier to get unity about than others. Yes. For sure. So yeah. those, are, those are, you know, we're, and, and where people can come together, uh, you know, people could come together around prayer. We could get people together around that because everybody could believe in prayer. Most people believe about, 
this kind of compassion and so forth. So that's where people come together in unity around that. It's still difficult, you know, as it says in Ephesians, strive because there is work involved, just like mm. there's work in any relationship, yeah. in a marriage or anything. You got to really work at your relationship. Oh, no, and that's Alex what this and I, we don't have to. It's, it's all very natural, really. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You can hear it, can't you? Just so, all the lovers and right off. Yeah. So we, anyway, so we, you know, those are the areas that we, you know, for some part of the church, we would come together in. I, I don't know that, I don't know if you'd call, you know, you, listen, they would at least cooperate with, right. each, with one another. Uh, in, in some respects. And so we were able to impact it. And, and our thing is always about, it's not about food and backpacks and even refurbishing homes. For us, it's all about, uh, you know, using these as a means to eventually open up the heart so you can share the love Christ. Of Christ. You know, yeah. so, so that's what that's we're right. about in it's creating opportunity. About. And we didn't, you know, none of this was planned. Right. None of this was planned. I didn't know, you know, how do you reach your community? How do you, how do you bring... So we just said like this, bring churches together and then God, it was just, you know, follow the cloud. That's mm. all this has been, uh, you know, like, not, like that not one. Not the iCloud. Not the iCloud. No. No, right. So, I mean, really it was like, okay, well then God opened the Tropicana field and then, you know, this and then wow. this. And, I mean, that's how it happened. That's right. just one after, you know, when we got together and, and we're able to, to do this stuff with the CareFest and everything else, it was because uh, I had a burden because I had done street ministry over in Texas and our ministry over there. And I saw all these mom and pop type of ministries who were feeding the poor and doing all these sort of things. And I thought like, man, you know what? I want to have a banquet. And I want to appreciate all these guys who are doing work that either others could not or would not do. And just let them know that they're appreciated. Because, you know, you've got the, nothing wrong, but you got the Metropolitan Ministries and the Salvation Armies of the world. And they've got all this stuff, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they got all the advertisement. They're getting the big money and all that kind of stuff. But how about all these other guys who are just slugging it away just by faith, you know, and so forth. I said, I'm going to bring them together. So out of that, we made a compassion resource directory, hmm. you know, and where people can know who are doing what in the Bay Area. And then I said, so I went to the business community. I said, let's honor these guys and let's bless them. Let's throw a banquet in appreciation of them. And let's give every one of them gifts. Hmm. And we did that for 10 years hmm. until basically until the 2008 crash. Right. You know, I said, let's do that. And so we began to do it, it initially. I mean, just resonated with business people said, just that's just the right thing to do. Right. So we've been like, bless that. We de- developed this uh, compassion ministries directory. And then you know what happened? Operation Blessings came calling. Hmm. They said, we've always wanted to be in the Tampa Bay area, but we were looking for a group that would actually pull these kind of ministries together. Hmm. And so with that, we wanted to make you our partner for this for the Southeast region hmm. of, of, of the United States. And so we became the Southeast region partner for Operation Blessing. And then when the hurricanes happened, when the you remember when the four hurricanes blew through, uh, you know, Yes. Florida in 2005. I think it was 2004. Yeah, they went right over us. Yeah, yeah. Went right through <laughs> Hard us. Hard to miss them. <laughs> oh, well, didn't go through Tampa Bay 30. But you know what we were able to do because of that partnership, because, you know, Pat Robertson was on, you know, raising money and so forth. I We were a part of giving out literally $2.4 million to various churches all across the state of Florida, you know, to help them with the disaster relief. After FEMA's gone and so forth, these churches are out there. They're still carrying on the work and so forth and Hmm. repairing buildings and what have you. And we were able to literally, I would show up, you know, I would show up and the pastor would take me to the site where the need was, where they're, where they're helping and doing various things. He would give me a budget 
I would cut him a check right there. Wow. I was able to cut him. Right? You know, you know how, wow. how blessed I felt being able to do that, right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. And I was able to cut him a check right there. And all, and all he had to do was give me a two-page report. Right. After, after it was all said and done of just how he spent the money and some, you know, Wow. testimony pictures and whatever i mean you know just stuff like that happened but you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. this was just one thing after another that just came about just because we're saying okay this is the lord let's go do it and so all these things were developed out of that wow. i didn't i didn't have any of these relationships or anything you know i had i didn't have, even have relationships with the pastors right i came here like in you know like totally like here i am okay uh, but i was willing right <laughs> You know, I've been called by God to help you. There it is. <laughs> and so, and so you know what? And so you know. So yeah. that's kind of like you know. In a nutshell, you actually highlights. Of course, always the most difficult thing has always been. You know, you, you just don't know why don't churches want to come together? Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, I think we're on the verge though of seeing a major breakthrough with that. Um, but I'm just saying everything that I'm talking about right now has been with very much like 10 to 15 percent of the churches working together. Right. And so that's you know well, that's incredible what I've told you right now. Right. Filling stadiums and doing all this stuff stuff with uh, just you know 10 or 15 percent of the church. Wow. You know so I mean God you know uh, He said there God commands a blessing right. there where in that place where people are willing to come together in unity according to Psalms 133. There, God commands a blessing. So I asked people, I said, how many of you are willing to live outside of God's commanded blessing for your life and for your community? Mm -hmm. Raise your hand. Oh, I see that hand back there. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that, you know, but you may not say that with a raised hand, but by your unwillingness to cooperate and work together, you are saying it. Yeah. That's okay. I'm good enough. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, I mean, I had one major church pastor say, you know, that unity stuff is, you know, kind of like for all those mid-sized small churches, you know. What? Yeah. I said, well, you know, according to John 17, Pastor, is that if you're not really working to unify with others, where you could be a fountainhead and you could really bless all these other mid-sized to small churches, I said, what that tells me is that you're just missing God in a very big way as a big church because you're responsible right. to be a part of that. And so, you well, know, that, it, that didn't if, win friends and influence people, by the way. Just, you know. yeah. <laughs> but what would but happen, it was the truth. Wow. What would happen if the big brother actually embraced the little brother yeah right you well, can imagine what, what would happen exactly both of their churches would grow <laughs> absolutely right you know and so you know of course you know a lot of things that you know you know there there's the same old stuff where people are you know threatened by one another and you know and i don't know i'm not i'm, I'm not a pastor so i'm not there but but they are threatened by one another so mm -hmm. you're asking some of the obstacles they're threatened by one another uh, the whole, you know, the differences, you know, um, some people are afraid if I, you know, my people start getting around all those tongue talkers, they might start talking in tongues and then I'm going to, it's going to be trouble in my church. You know, you know, I mean, not, you know what I'm saying? That's just so some silly, of the stuff. Though. That's the thinking though. You know, you're asking me, I'm telling you. Yeah. So just, you know, now a lot of people have gone way past that and, right. you know, and so forth. Uh, Wait, but, do you have rattlesnakes? I, I think know. that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rob has a rattlesnake in his uh, picture. I know. I just don't want to be at that church when they have them. Well, my church. You can talk in tongues. I just don't want the rattlesnakes there. My, my, my church was doing that, but then the insurance got too much. So they had to quit. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, you were so flat. I was like, is he serious? Wait, what? <laughs> But, I've uh, I've lived in Alabama, so I've I've I know where there's churches where they do that. But, uh, <laughs> I've but only, anyway, so like, I, the spectator seating there. Yeah. <laughs> so it gives you 
anyway, that gives you a little bit of a broad brush on it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 it, it is hard. It it's it's hard work, and you know, uh, because from our staff and so forth that we have, you're always calling and you're always working on getting. You know, at this point in time, after doing it 25 years, it's like, man, can't they just call one another and say, come on, guys, let's go. But, you know, we're always calling. We're always sending out the email. We're always, you know, uh, you know, always working to say, come, let's come together. Let's come together. Well, and you so know, it's, I, it's, it's labor intensive. I know Same. some other pastors that have a vision to, you know, reach Tampa Bay. And I have told them, I said, well, that won't happen until the day you hire a full-time pastor to develop the relationships that would be necessary to actually make that happen because the church doesn't actually know each other. They don't know each other. They don't love each other. They don't trust each other. And I said, that's the problem. So you, Daniel, are a bridge of relationships. And you can really see that you're that, that in-between man that God has called to bring people together. So it's really encouraging to see somebody do something like what you're doing because let me know i know how hard what you're doing is is really difficult to do so it, it is hard it is no, no question you're not. you're a very special individual you're definitely yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a junkie in the new way for us <laughs> so uh, we we thank you for that so um tell us about one of your other projects it's called the fight.live well you know i was born on the fourth of july you don't have to tell us the year. <laughs> and was it nineteen or seventeen seventy six? I knew he was going to go there. Um, Just ignore him. I do. Yeah, you know, and with the products I take, yes. I mean, you know, I, I have the. By the way, I have a. I am sixty five, but I have the blood of a twenty year old. There you go. So um, you'll have to learn later on the next podcast about that. Anyway, uh, but anyway. tune in. <laughs> so uh, you, you know. can have it too. He does have very luminescent skin. I would he does. <laughs> no, and seriously, I would not have thought that you were that age at all. You or your wife. Yeah. You guys, I mean, I'm not saying she's that old. I don't know. Please don't take it that way. But um, I know she, we talked to her earlier and she called me young and I was like, wait a minute. How old are you? So they <laughs> both look amazing for their age. So whatever they're doing, I want to do. There you go. Well, thank you. And, uh, and my wife doesn't have any gray hair, so, you know, it's just, like, it's even better. I'm so, so jealous. I don't either. I cut it off before it, it comes out. But uh, <laughs> I do. I, I have lots of gray yeah. hair. Well, you know, so what was the question again? <laughs> so you were born so, the 4th of July. So tell us about yeah, the know, fight. So I'm sitting here. Things are going on in 2020, you know, and I'm going like, I, Lord, what do you want me to do? And this sort of thing. And I just, I said, I got to do something. So I said, uh, oh, well, you know, I know I can pray. So, and so I, you went back to that prayer thing again? I went, you know, imagine. Now, by the way, we do is every year, we, we pray 40 days of prayer. We, it's called Seek God for the City. So every year we pray 40 days over Tampa Bay, unified prayer over Tampa Bay called Seek God for the City. But this was something obviously special. We all know how special it is. Uh, we're all feeling the results of that election, right? Right. So, so we... Uh, so I said we're going to do something called the 50-day fight, and we're going to we're going to put it on. We're going to beat the crap out of every Democrat. No, I'm just uh, kidding. So we're going to we're going to air it, and and so I, you know, uh, and I said well, we're just going to start praying. So we had a couple things leading up to the 50 days, which started somewhere in September, and so I got all these t- churches to come on board and, and to pray for 50 days every day. So we'd have a different guest on. And we'd have people on to pray. And so all of a sudden, one one guest led to another. Where all of a sudden, we're getting Alveda 
King, you know, right. the niece of Dr. Luther, Martin Luther King and David Barton and Colonel Alan West and Star Parker and blah, 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 blah. You know, the uh, right. president of Promise Keepers and, you know, um, Judge Vance Day and right. all these people, you know, you know, all these people, national leaders were coming on to my little old wow. prayer meeting and it just started blowing up. What can I say? You know, and uh, we had, you know, we were getting 150,000 people on to pray. Wow. And it was just like, okay. So we were thinking, okay, yes, we're now we've got to get the momentum. We're praying, praying. And of course, and then election day happened. And it was mm -hmm. a rut row. I was planning like, okay, I can take a break. No, you got to keep. So we were back at it. We just kept going. Right. So we kept going and kept praying all the way through April. Right. Of, of uh, this year. And so, uh, and so, you know, I mean, that's a lot of work, you yeah. know what I mean? Getting guests on and praying every day and gathering intercessors. We don't and, know what that's like, really. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so that was that about, so now, and we've continued the prayer, but now we backed it off till uh, a couple times a month. Right. And, um, you know, and we've had, you know, we don't have as big as names coming on all the time, uh, but we have some very strategic names. We've had Yvette Gaw on, the Community mm -hmm. Patriots, uh, we've. Uh, have uh, Mike uh, uh, Fitzpatrick, who's been on. He's one of the high-level uh, NASA, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, people in over in Houston, right? Where they got eleven chapters or eleven centers, these NASA centers, of all these people who said, "No, we're not going to do the vax, man." Right. And they're and they're so they formed groups together in each one of these centers, and they're like, the mandate's coming down, but we're we're taking a walk. That's going to be national news wow. right there. Right. You know, and so anyway, people like that on same issues that we that you guys are all about and so yeah, forth. Yeah, we want to get involved in that. So sure. you know, so we do the fight. It's called the fight dot live, and uh, anybody can get on there. You can go to the fight dot live because obviously after the fifty day fight, mm -hmm. you can't continue to call it the fifty day fight. So we call it just the fight. So the <laughs> fight dot live. You can go there and you can see the archive of all these various people who have been on and so forth. And just know what's coming up here. Right. And we post, you know, not only is it just about prayer, but we post, you know, critical, important information right. that uh, we want to put out. So that's that's how that started. Just with my urge to desire to say, I've got, you know, I can't, I can't be on the sideline on this thing. I got to, we got to do this, you know. So there you go. Well, I'm exhausted just hearing about know, all the right? things he's done in 25 years. And we haven't even gotten to the movie yet. <laughs> yeah, guys, there's a movie. It's not done yet. Six books. How many children do you have? Six. Six children. So each um, child got a, their what? own book. He's, he's got Somebody Cares Tampa Bay. He's got The Fight.Live. Yep. He's got a movie. He's got a, an, another project called The Testimony Project. Um, it, it's never ending. He just keeps going and so going. So we will do a little segue for you with the movie. So we just watched the movie, The Favorite, and yes. you can rent it almost anywhere. It was made in... 2018? Yeah, 2018. That's when it came out? Yep. Yep. And, and John Schneider is in it. Yep. And, and uh, you know, Superman's dad. And uh, <laughs> Superman's dad, of course. Whatever. He does kind of look like him, du doesn't Dukes he? Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> That's right, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, he's, he's Bo. Hello, Bo. Yeah, just yeah. glad the Bo's got Jesus, right? Right. Bo know Jesus. Right. Bo does know. It really was. So we have two boys, and of course the movie is about movie. two boys, and you know. Well, why don't we let why don't we let Daniel tell us about it since it was written by his, his son? We should probably do yes. that. Let's yeah. let let's let's. So let's the movie's throw it to based him. on the Bernards, right? As you can. But tell us about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Do I tell you about? 
the story behind the movie or tell you about the movie? Let's tell us about the movie first and then we'll get into the behind this. So let's, we're going to throw it to you. This is going to tell us, like if we had never heard of The Favorite, what would you tell us? Well, The, the Favorite is a story of, about two brothers and one who perceives that he's not the favorite and uh, he is out of his anger and frustration and so forth of being perceived that he's not the favorite that he eventually becomes an MMA fighter. He's going to win fights to get dad's dad's approval. And the other, you know, the dad loves soccer and his other son is a soccer player and he's an up and coming uh, college star. He's going to go on to the pro ranks. And so, you know, and so this sort of thing. And so what happens is that, so, you know, the two brothers really don't like each other because one, you know, is jealous and has animosity and what have you, because he's the dad's favorite. And uh, so they reluctantly go on a double date. And in that double date, there is an accident. And and that accident is a portrayal of, 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 uh, you know, what took place with my my son. So this is, yeah, this is a true, um, based on a true story. The events that happen in there, um, there's a, a little bit of a fictional element into it because mm-hmm. it's not the exact thing, but the accident and what happens right. to the young man, Luke, in here did actually happen to your son. That's right. And he wrote this. So, yes. So so what happened is that, um, so, and, and, you know, so ultimately the son who is the not favored, right? <laughs> he comes to a place where he sees that his perception of favoritism is wrong. And, uh, and then, so he, first of all, you know, he repents to God because his view of God came from his view of his father. Right. Sound anything familiar here? Yeah. What's going on? And, um, most issues take place because of their relationship with their dad. Right. Right. We know that. So, so he, first of all, you know, you know, repents towards God and then he reconciles with his father, ultimately his brother and so forth. And uh, so that's that's it. So what happened was is that my son, who was in a near fatal car accident, he was out in L.A. pursuing an acting career, and he um, um, was late at night. He was trying to get to some friends. They were going to do a color run the next morning. He loses control of his car, and uh, you know he has he has this accident where he's in his Toyota Tacoma. The you know the roll bar that's in the yep. Toyota that thing is bent. Right. Wow. So. Anyway, they had to rush him. They, he was a GCS of three with dilated and fixed pupils. Wow. Now, what a GCS of three means is that, uh, you know, they do a test and they take three areas and there's no movement. Mm. Basically, if you would ask the doctor, if you're a GCS of three, what does that mean? And he'll tell you that it means you're dead. Right. Wow. So Luke was a D- GCS of three with dilated and fixed pupils. What does that mean? That they open up your eyes and they say, oh, they're dilated and fixed. Nobody's home. Right. So they said that a person who has a GCS of three with dilated and fixed pupils, when I say they say, studies say that, that you should stop treatment and we encourage you to, you know, if the person's able to be an organ do- donor. Well, my son on his license said, you know, yes, I'm willing to be an organ donor. Well, rather than taking his organs, they got him to LA County Hospital. They did a surgery and removed a four by five inch piece of his skull to allow the brain to swell to try to save his life. So mm. that's what took place. So that's already a miracle that they that's, didn't. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So just the fact. So now this understand what happened. That all took place. And three days later, we, we got a phone call. I'm in Houston 
And um, so you didn't I, even know for three days. We didn't know for three days. He was there alone in the hospital for three days. Oh my! And uh, the hospital didn't call. The police oh didn't call. Gosh. No one called. And finally, it was his, his employer. My son, you know, he was a waiter as he was, you know, trying mm-hmm. to again go and become an actor in L.A. And he said, "Look, hasn't showed up in like three days." And mm-hmm. you know, his coworkers and no one knows where he's at. We think that something's wrong. I said, "No, something's really wrong." Because number one, he's a starving actor. He needs that job, you know. But uh, so I, you know, called my wife. They got all, you know, his his five siblings start getting on Facebook and everywhere to find. So and you know, we make calling all the emergency areas and so forth. So finally, the sheriff off, officer said, "Yes, he's been in an accident. He's in L.A. County Hospital." We had already called L.A. County Hospital. They said he's not there. So finally, you know, the doctor gets on. I'm I'm now about to check on to my flight back, going back to Tampa. But um, my daughter called the doctor, the neurosurgeon got on the phone with me and said, you know, this is what happened. We had to remove a four by five inch piece of his skull. You know, Mr. Bernard, you know, you just get here as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. What's that like? It's a dad, man. So mm. we had to cancel oh. the flight to Tampa, got on the flight. And the, uh, you talk about the worst oh. four yeah. and a half hour flight of my life. There it is. And so... So I'm boohooing, I'm crying. <laughs> this is a little little thing. Just God has throws in a little sense of humor here. So I'm flying. They put me in first class, just you know, and they fly me to L.A. And uh, mm. so I'm boohooing, crying. And so we finally land. And the guy next to me, he pats me on the back. And he says, "See, you know, flying's not so bad. You made it." <laughs> I said, "No, I'm not afraid of flying. My my son is in critical condition in the hospital." And he looks at me and he says, "Well." Good luck with that. <laughs> so like, uh, oh my God, God, okay. you know, putting me with this yeah. kind of a clown, you know, next to me. But anyway, so we get there, of course, <laughs> oh you know, my. you see his head, his head is like oh size of a huge melon oh my and all bruised and you know, everything. And, you know, and so we just walk in and, but God just, you know, immediately just put in our spirit is that John 10, 10. I said, there's no way my son's destiny is to die at 25 years old. That's not right. going to happen. And I, I didn't pray healing prayers or anything. I prayed spiritual warfare prayers. Right. I said, I'm coming against Satan. He's not going to take my son. This is not going to happen. I just knew that I knew that I knew. And I got on the phone and told our administrator wow. at that time. I said, you tell everybody that we're going to pray. I had no idea. Never. We didn't know these statistics about GCS of three dilated fixed fuel until months after the accident. Right. I didn't know what statistically. Statistically, there is no statistic. You're a GCS of three with dilated fixed pupils. There is no statistic for recovery here. Right. You know, you're gone. You're, you're, you know. Mm-hmm. So what happened was about, I started, I, you know, I told her, I said, we're going to pray for a complete recovery. Right. Now, maybe right. if I knew the statistics, maybe that would have screwed up my faith. But I just said, no, we're going to pray for that. And that's how we're praying. If you can't pray like that, then it's okay. Just don't pray. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's how I was right. radical, man. I was like, no, you're going to pray in agreement because I, you know, believe in the power of agreement. You're going to pray this way if you want to pray. Right. And so that was the message we put out there. Now the doctors mm. would come in, we're singing over him, we're praying over him, we're reading the scriptures over him, all the healing scriptures and everything. And they're looking at us like, oh, these poor, naive oh. Christian people, you know. That's how they always treat Christians. You know, just like that. And I'm going like, okay, man, they all just right. Don't know. All right. So, you know, anyway, so that, so, you know, he miraculously wakes up, he miraculously <laughs> recovers. Six weeks, we're bringing him home. And of course, you saw, you, you know, in the movie, there he is at the National Day of Prayer sharing. Yeah. Yes. You know, and uh, 
And so, you know, anyway, I won't go into too much detail because you want to get the movie. You, know. you, you can rent it. You can go to your cable provider. Hey, if your church wouldn't want to really have an evangelistic movie and where your church is going to reach out, uh, it's actually still in some theaters. We're just showing it at the Premier Theater in Plant City. Wow. Here. Oh, wow. So there's the Premier, chain, the Premier Theater awesome. chain. Uh, you know, we're having it there through group sales and so right. forth. Or we'll do a we'll do a live stream right. and where my son can come on and share after the movie right. and uh, so forth. But you know, so it's so what happened was my son he comes home, you know, he get the, we we replace his skull with a titanium cement mesh. By the way, uh, that's that was it wasn't the, his original skull. It was a titanium cement mesh, and then and so typically people with um, uh, TBI tra traumatic brain injury they. Uh, they can't sleep. They have insomnia. That was the case with my son. So six months after the accident now, he has, in the midst of insomnia, he has this deep sleep. And in this sleep, he also has this dream. He gets up in the morning. He's like super pumped because, first of all, that he actually really had a good night's sleep. But second of all, because he had this dream. And he begins to share this dream. Right. And we said, wow, that was like... Boy, that's too creative to be you. That's got to be God, you know? It's definitely not you, son. <laughs> so, I'm sorry like, to tell you're you. You're creative, but hey, no, you're not that creative. I love so you, anyway, man, but... Uh... So, so he's telling us about... We, and we thought, like, well, why don't you write it down? Because it'll be good with your recovery. So he writes it down. I mean, a month later, we've got this script, which became the movie The Favorite. Hmm. So it's it's wild. So, you know, so yes, it's, it's, it's a fictional story with truth in it. Yeah. So right. everything you so... see as far as... Yes, you know, the accident wasn't with mm -hmm. two two brothers and everything. It was just he was in a single car accident. Both all the injuries and the recovery and everything is that's all the true parts that are depicted in the movie. And of course it's it's a very powerful, powerful salvation scene in it. Father son reconciliation in it. Wow. This is really powerful. So if you're well, Yeah, you had all of our boys that scene where, you know, Bo jumps in oh. I, I saw like both our boys faces and kevin they were all crying all three of them <laughs> yes <laughs> i was like oh i mean why yeah, there was he several, hides it but there were yeah. several points as a dad you couldn't it was difficult to hold back the tears to be yeah. honest with you. Like, wow, so for yeah. sure and you know and the same thing you know as a father you you really want to get across to your sons you know, you don't want to do things that make them feel less favorite than the other. So, I mean, I certainly has woken me up to some, some new ideas. And another thing that was in the movie is, you know, you guys started kind of a prayer chain and it was on, was it Facebook or was, what kind of social media was it? It was just a blog. Yeah. So, and then his wife, Kathy Bernard also wrote a book. It's called journey through the Valley. And it actually has all the details yes. that they went through, um, you know, all the prayer requests and all the responses and people praying for that miracle. Yes. Because it, like in the book, um, the mother, Kathy, <laughs> um, she started when, uh, Luke was first in the hospital. She started a blog and, um, people started writing and praying for him right all over the world. Yes. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yep. And so what is in this book is what she was writing on the blog. Is it not? Yep. Yep. Which is amazing. She was just telling me today too, that she also has a study guide to go along with this book so that, you know, because I was telling her, I, what I liked about the movie was that it really does. Um, because every child, I mean, if you have more than one, every child feels like, yeah, you know, I remember feeling this way too, um, that, you know, you would parents have a favorite, even if that's not true, even if you try and be as equal as you can, there's just an inherent sibling rivalry that oh, yeah. happens. And, um, 
you know, as, as much as you try and be like, no, this, it, it, that's not it at all. I, I really loved that. I love that. And you have to see the movie because to really find out. But the one thing I did really like was when, um, Bo, <laughs> Daniel, the father was telling him, he's like, no, I don't love your brother any differently. I relate to, you know, your brother differently. And I, as a parent, I can so, I mean, that's just such a good way to put it because that is the truth. You have different relationships. We are all different people. And just like, you know, our father, Jesus relates to us. God relates to us differently. Right. right. It's all different. Like this is the same thing as a parent. We relate to each child. Our relationship with each one of our children is different because they are different. So yep. as a parent, you know, we're just doing the best we can. But I really loved that part. But she said that in that study guide, it takes you through some of these things, asks you some deep questions to think about and, and how you parent in like ways that you might be not even realizing that you are showing favoritism. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, well, we have to get that because that. Yeah, it's a study guide on favoritism. It's a six week study guide. So, but, uh, but you're right. All those things have different personality profiles and yeah. people misunderstand just because someone is able to, you know, converse maybe a little more easier. And with six kids, that's definitely our situation. I bet. Some were just easier to relate to. And so they perceive that yeah as favoritism and, yes. it, and it's not and so so anyway it helps you to understand personality profiles and everything so it goes into that um so yeah and and we also have a prayer guide to leading up to, to the showing of the movie where you get your church to mobilize and pray for we call it the favorite top 10 your top 10 favorite not yet christian people and to bring them to the movie so those it's all kind of a plan oh, wow. that we yeah. use to to in, in the movie and uh so yeah if you want to go to the favoritemovie.com the favoritemovie.com spelled the american way because if you spell <laughs> it the other you. way right. if you spell it you know favorite favorite yeah. if you <laughs> yeah. spell it like that you'll get the movie of two 16th century lesbians so you don't want to get that you don't want to get that sorry totally just, different uh, you know, movie did totally different movie totally so you want to get the favorite movie.com did not write that no he no. didn't write that one but so. i did see that one as well it's with emma stone i didn't but, do a lot of looking yeah, around because i had already looked at the <laughs> so website funny. yes so i knew what they so kind of looked like so i went to, i looked for the picture that looked like those people <laughs> yeah it doesn't have john schneider it's not the movie okay guys, right yes know. it has which yeah so yeah so anyway <laughs> that, that's Sorry. the movie and uh you know just call it let us know you know we'll see if we can get it in a theater near your area we can maybe live stream right. it and so yeah. forth we'll do it such a way and luke and, or wrote it and luke wrote it he, yeah. and he stars in it yep yeah which so, is really interesting so yeah you'll see in the credit is the is that where we reveal the true story behind the movie and then you'll um yeah you know i mean it's uh it's really powerful uh now you know i mean it's not it's a little bit edgy for a christian movie right it's not you know you don't when you say because the guy's the one brother's an MMA fighter. When I actually you, appreciate that about it, to well, be honest with you. Well, that's how we try to make it, because when you say MMA, you don't say church. Right. <laughs> right? Well, I know MMA well, church well, people. Why not? Yeah, yeah. whole, you know, right? <laughs> well, you know, quite frankly, one of the... But I have trouble bringing them to church. <laughs> Well, you know, unless it's in a head you know, you know, lock. Of, come on, come to church. Some of the some of the major, you know, people, uh, what I call distributors, or they wouldn't pick up the movie because they said, you know, well, you know, the movie, you, you know, the, the people that watch these movies, you know, the Christian movies are, they're thirty year old to sixty year old women, and they're not going to go for an MMA movie, right? Really? And I'm going, like, okay, that leaves me out. So guys, this is, you know, this is a little bit edgy, but it's not like a bunch of blood and gore and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. 
Uh, you know, but a very powerful message for the whole family. Would right. you agree? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, it's family friendly. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And uh, but especially you know for fathers and sons and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, go you, get it and be blessed. You can go to your cable provider mm-hmm. and get it on demand. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and as well. So anyway, thank you. The, I I wanted to ask you too because it it's not easy to get a movie made. <laughs> I mean, how did you guys do that? That's crazy. Because first of all. Um, you know, I was in Los Angeles for a while and, uh, did some stuff and it's, that's really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. How, how did, that had to be a process. And especially you're dealing with people that are notoriously ungodly. Sorry, but that's the truth. Well, we, there was a Christian, um, d- a director local in the area and we shared <laughs> it with him and he was willing to do it. And, uh, we had a, it's a low-budget movie, but I don't think it comes across as a low-budget movie. Not at movie. all. Right. Not at all. And, uh, and so a lot of it happened where, you know, just we had the favor uh, with the community because we had been around for years, and that helped. So uh, we only paid, uh, I mean, all the accident and everything else, the city of Olsmar, they provided all that for free. Wow. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we, we only paid for actually one location, and, and it was minimal. Uh, and uh, so we got all the locations, and then... And then the churches, believe it or not, they provided, because it's a SAG movie, you know, Screen Actors Guild. And so that means that, you know, you have to have uh, two meals a day and the meals have to be Have to be be craft, have to be provided by craft service. They have to have certain actors will have to have a trailer. They have to only work for so many hours. It's it's a very specific setup. It is. And And if you don't have the food there and so forth set up, if you're five minutes late, they charge you $15 per crew member and actor. Mm per head and then it's an, if it's another 10 minutes late, it's another 50 i mean like it could really add up on medical services you have to have someone on staff there right that's yeah, so provi- yeah it's crazy. we had we had the churches come together and they were on time every day wow and wow. and these guys you know they said we feel like we're on a multi-million dollar shoot with this kind of food that we're getting so it's a great testimony of the church you know when you're asking the awesome. church to do it you're thinking oh they're gonna be late they're gonna go and you know but uh i mean some of the people uh like the assistant director you know he started out with spielberg and then he got saved and he said i'm not doing any more secular movies about eight years ago so he's been on and god's not dead and a lot of the big movies you know bigger movies that came out and uh and he i told him he said "Well, well wait a minute he said you don't have a budget for any extras i said i know because they're all going to be volunteers he said no way he said that I've never seen that happen. He said you got you got sometimes you got like two need for two hundred, a hundred, fifty. He said I've just never. He said and they're all going to come ready and prepared and dressed right and everything. I said, I hope. <laughs> right. And he says, well, I've never seen that happen, but it happened. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know. That's I'm, amazing. Yeah, it was it was incredible. The production headquarters was our local church, Gulf Coast Church. We took their gym, we turned it into the fighting arena right and so it was i was just crazy yeah i mean it was just really just getting in there and grinding it out and, wow you know just grassroots making it happen so and you and, did uh, and, because and there you go you know yeah. I, i'm telling you i and kevin knows that it can be very difficult about watching movies sometimes and you cannot tell i i'm hand to god it does not look low budget it does not yeah. look low budget at all does not seem low budget yeah yeah, I really appreciate the, and especially being living here, I'm not from here, but 
um, living here, I appreciated the being able to see the sights of Tampa Bay, being able like, oh, I know where that is. That's this hospital. That's this, you know. It was, yeah. it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. That it's is Philippi kind of Park. Nice. And all yeah, yeah it's kind of the nice part about it. When you see all the areas, you're like, oh, I know exactly where that's at. My, my kind only, of fun. My only criticism was the color of the car. Purple, really? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, the whole time he's like, purple. If, if you're, you if you're a car nut, you got a purple barracuda in there. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I know. I was just laughing. I was like, it's still perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see it. You guys have to see it because yeah. it's a really good movie. And if you have kids, it will help you bridge that conversation because all, if you have more than one, you know, this is bound to come up. So that's all the time we have for this episode, but we're going to do it another jam-packed. episode jam-packed. And, and we're uh, not even halfway through with him. Like, yes. the, guys, this is just like a quarter of the information. Well, you know, what I love here that I hear from Daniel and, and with everything that he's doing that, you know, he is out there fighting for us as Christians, yep. right? As a kingdom of God and that there's no church, there's no there's no agenda here. We just follow Jesus. We, we use the Bible and we're we're over we're overwhelmingly willing to work with you on all kinds of different issues right so that we can share the love that Jesus really has and i think that's that kingdom mindset that we really need yeah, to have that's powerful and you know and it's 25 years daniel that's pretty awesome man so we we really appreciate you everything that you've been doing for the area and and god is looking for new people like daniel that will just say hey this is what i'm trying to tell you to do this is God has a work for you. He has an adventure to go on. And you would definitely say it hasn't been boring, has it? No, it definitely hasn't. <laughs> and that's what Jesus said, though, right? Right. He said, you know, you just lift up your sails. He says, so it is with the with those of the Spirit. You know, you're going to be led where the Spirit's being, you know, is going to be leading you. And that's an adventure, you know? Yes. And it's a, something that, you know, I can tell you just spending time with Daniel that, you know, you, you know, this guy is alive, that he is excited about his life and that God is working. And uh, those are exciting things to see. You know, we all need to have people that we look up to and we follow. And I'm thankful for those people in my life. And now we have another one with Daniel. Well, Bernard. Thank you so much. That's right. Yep. All right, guys, we love you so much. And uh, Rob's on vacation. Don't yes, know what he he's is. doing. Right. So uh, just to wrap up, his website, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, it's the initials sctb.org, correct? Yep. If you want to check it out, there are all sorts of opportunities there to donate, to if you want to help them out. And actually, um, at one of, the, in one of the events that they do, you can check it out there because they have all sorts of information. We, we are doing an end of the year giving thing, too. Uh, yeah. do, right. That's great because actually I have a Bible study group and we have to... Um, do some volunteer work and so mm -hmm. i was gonna ask you about that today when we're mm -hmm. off air so <laughs> because i definitely want to get us involved in that so mm -hmm. there's all sorts of great ways that you can help out and give so be sure to check out their website also the prayer meetings on zoom the fight dot live check that out you don't want to miss that right because any time to pray and pray with others is a good time to pray and the so. last login is for the favorite it was a great movie just a chance to connect with your children and talk about difficult issues. And especially as they hit those teenage years, they just, you know, anytime you can have a meaningful conversation with them uh, is just a, it's a treat. And so I encourage people to watch that. So God bless you guys. Yep. And we want to say that if you like this podcast, even if you just like it a little bit, be sure to share, subscribe, review. We really appreciate it. We could use a few more reviews. I know we ask all the time, but that's because 
there's an algorithm that goes out. So the more reviews that we have, the more it helps us. We don't have a ton of reviews. We've got a ton of followers now and we love it and we're so appreciative and we thank God for that every day. And we're thankful for you guys. But if you could just leave some reviews, that would be great. We'll read some of them on air. Um, in the meantime, Kevin wants to mention Soil Ministries. Soil Ministries are reaching out to Honduras, and it's not just for, for churches. It's Most of our projects down there, we use uh, different venues of churches to show the love of Christ and especially targeting the children. So again, that's soilministries.org, and we hope you get a chance to share with us. We're going to be having a show coming up with them, and we'll get to hear uh, both the, the president and the vice president uh, get together here and tell us what they're doing in Honduras. So, okay, God bless you guys. Uh, we do have one more last announcement. The book is going to be coming out in, uh, looks like January. Yes. And so we'll be going into pre-press promotional. Yes, sign up for the newsletter and yep. also to get a discount on that book when it does come out. Absolutely. Right. So, and also if you sign up there, let us know. If you do decide to email us, if you want a book, we'll reserve a copy for you because they are going to go fast. That's right. The COVID beast, why you cannot give up access to your body. Amen. God bless you All guys. Right, you guys have a blessed week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. And please be sure to share, subscribe, review. We really appreciate it, guys. We yes. love it when you guys do yes. that. And also, we have a new website up. It da, is... Da, da, da supernaturaljunkies.com that's right and also social media is up please be sure to check those out and Yo. subscribe and at our website we have a newsletter if you want any of the links yes. to the information that we talk about on this podcast there'll be a newsletter sign up there and Dr. Kevin's book is going to be coming out soon Woo. yes and if you're interested in that sign up yes. on that website do it discount codes uh, also, you'll get that newsletter once again. We really appreciate it, guys. We appreciate you. Yes, we love you. We thank you. And if you are single, so am I. You'll get a free date with Pastor Rob. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That, that oh, the part is not included. That's totally worth it, ladies. We'll totally do a raffle for like a 50, a cents, 50 cents a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> worth way more than yes, that, Rob. But no, you'll enjoy the newsletter, though. Seriously, come check it out. You'll love it. Thanks, you guys.